Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. Audiobooks.com. Awesome. True. Remember when you wanted me to read Moby Dick and you got me like 19 cassettes? Yes. In an attache case? Yes. In a whole, in a, yeah, you didn't listen to one of them. It's too big a hassle. It's, it's a hassle. That's right. Now there's audiobooks.com. Yeah. You can listen instantly anywhere. You download the audiobook app and boom, audiobooks.com. No downtime. You never have to have any downtime. You can always use your time productively. Apple, your Android, you can uh, stream that book, baby. And uh, you can use your computer, your tablet, whatever you like. 50,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers, new releases, classics like uh, Moby Dick. Remember I got you Moby Dick? Do you remember why? Queequag? No, no. Clive Barker said it was his favorite book of all time. You sound like Clive Barker and, now. I know. And, well, a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you said, I'm, I got to read that. I said, I'm going to get you the, I'm going to get you the audiobook because I knew you wouldn't read it. Wow. And now you don't ever have to worry about reading that. That's Adam. right. Audiobooks.com slash Drew. That's audiobooks. They got a preview. You can save 33%. They got a great deal for you. Go to audiobooks.com slash Drew. Get your first book. Free again. That's audiobooks.com slash Drew. This is Corolla Digital. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. <laughs> wow, what enthusiasm. <laughs> Woo! Mandate, get it on. Uh, I got a lot to talk to you about, Drew. Oh, let's go. Um, is that my pen? Do you take it or I leave it there? Where? The pen that you're holding. I took a pen from over there. Oh, that's, that's, my only, that's the only one that works for me. All right. Is there I'll any other pen? another right? pen. Okay. We'll get you another piece of shit. Sharp. Well, that's why you took my pen. Uh, fair enough. All right. I like these pens. Tasha, do yourself a favor, by the way. Get a oh, this, I got a laser pointer. <laughs> get a uh, get a good pen. Uh, buy a good pen. There's nothing worse than this super fine dental instrument, the yeah. one that's scratching and, and have no meat on the bone, and yeah. you can barely read what you write. They do more scratching. There uh, you go. Uh, look they at do that. more. Give me that thing. Let me give a plug. They do more scratching than they do actual writing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and why? You know, you see that thing and it goes, it's the ultra super fine tip. Like, yeah. why do you want ultra fine? Right. Super ultra fine right. It cuts tip. the paper more than writes on it. Well, let's really just break down what a pen is supposed to do. It's supposed to write with inks so that it's legible so that you can read it later right. at some later point, right? Yeah. Why, why not serve that purpose? Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, you know what I did? Yeah. First thing I did is I grabbed a pen off of Kimmel's desk because I'm like, this guy knows pens and he knows what he's doing. Number one, Uniball. We got the Uniball. That's the Vision one. Vision Elite. Vision Elite. You just get, oh. get get some good pens. Are they pens. expensive? 
Expensive in the pen world means well, for five, it's yeah. another buck ten all right, all right. versus the ones that suck. Yeah. Uh, number one, <clears throat> Dennis Prager uses fountain pens oh, exclusively, whoa. and he swears by them. And I think I, – I thought – you know, he's right. I mean, I, I why not a, have a good instrument? Well, there was a period in middle school. Think how school. much writing you do. Uh, well, uh, not anymore. It's all, it's all typing. You don't make stuff little buck slips and notes and lots that kind of, of stuff? Lots of on my phone typing and stuff. But, but um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, But this would be adequate for me. I don't need a fountain pen. But we, I remember there was a period in middle school where I had a fountain pen. Probably late grammar school. I went and bought a fountain pen because if you talk to Dennis Prager, he says, oh, my God, you don't know what you're missing out on. It's it's one of these things in life where at a certain point I just went, you know what? What am I missing out on? I'm getting a fountain pen. So I told Matt, give me a fountain. Your, go mo- on. your monocle fell out. Yeah, you fell into my snifter. <laughs> I said, go get me a go get me a mount a fountain pen and get me one of them there mountain fountain mountain pens. fountain pens. Give me one of those. I got the fountain pen. Yeah. And did you suck up the ink? Do that whole thing? No, these the, ones are the ones that have the cartridge and, and right. the blah blah blah. Never worked once, oh, ever. Yeah. I, 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 but I, now I can't throw it away because it's you know thirty bucks, and I don't know what to do with it. Is it around here? Uh, I, I actually threw it in my car. So <laughs> I'd love to see it, just see what it is, Matt. So. You can go look in the drink holder in my car, and you can see. And I got to get that thing working too because it sucks. Every once it, it's so heavy, and it looks so good. Every once in a while, yeah. I reach for it, and I go, "Come on, baby!" Yeah, and it's like nothing. Then I do the move that the thermometer shakedown move. I, I have two really fine pens, like people gave me for gifts. They must be hundred dollar pens, mm. and I keep them in their case in a special spot in the drawer. Would never dream of using them. I can't. I wouldn't trust myself. All right. I never use them. They they do write well, though. I gotta say, they're like are they bet- fountain pens? They're kind of in between a fountain pen and a pen. They they very. It's very interesting. It's different. It's closer right. to this Uniball thing. Well, I got. I have a couple questions. Right, what's up for you? Uh, first off, dig um, this uh, this morning. That's a common theme, but um, I was staring at a glass full full glass of milk that was sitting in my fridge for about four days just sits there in the fridge just yeah. sitting there just yeah. sort of looking at it just going i don't know why there's a full glass of milk in here yeah. i i i know it's not going anywhere except for down the down the drain but there's yeah. really nothing all right so the kids got poured a glass of milk they didn't want they stuck in the fridge that's what happened well it's it's a, a standard it's a never-ending cavalcade yeah. of open things that sit in the fridge it just we wait for them to go bad yeah. and we dump them yes they don't get eaten right it never yeah. it drives me nuts i just no. don't have the energy to ask or no or whatever but um then eventually i guess this morning it got dumped and then i was actually making myself a little juice this morning and i wanted a nice glass i don't like plastic glasses yeah. i don't know about you well, they, I, like, they also, I like a glass glass i do like i like a clean like a clear not that foggy clear, shit yeah. and the and the thing with the plastic it gets foggy very quickly and so yeah. it looks dirty so i thought yeah i'll just grab a, i'll do what i do and i just grab a glass from the sink rinse it out yeah, sure. and use it and then i realized oh there's the milk glass that got dumped mm. And it had a, had a little puddle at the bottom of it. And then, of course, three inches up, it has the ring. The ring of dead milk. Right. And yet it sits at the bottom of the sink. Mm-hmm. And yet it sits right under the spigot. Right. And I make the proclamation for the 128th time, not in a, not in a pejorative way, just a um, give it a shot of water. So... Even for it to soak, just to soak off it, that ring. That ring. And then whatever, it's going to dry up at the bottom. <clears throat> Yeah, it is. 
incredibly satisfying to me. Like, to me, taking a leak in a urinal and then hitting the plunger and flushing it feels good. It's a kind of a beginning, fly down, middle, take a piss, weird shiver thing, then end. You know, it's completed my task. Yeah. So it's sort of a kind of a pants up, button pants, zip yeah, fly. Finish. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a it, it's that thing where in dealers in Vegas do in blackjack yeah. do the I'm all out, okay, my shift's done. You know the move I'm talking about. I like when I use a ketchup and then I snap the lid back down, and it and it, and the yes. male the little yes. male nub goes into its female yes, that fits that feels in good. there. What? What? And and I and. When there's a glass sitting out that's half filled with a little juice at the bottom, I like to soak it or rinse it or something. It gives it gives a sense of like, you know what the sense is for me? When the glass is sitting there, I know I sound. I, I, everyone is trying to convince me I'm insane, but my thing is is the per, the people who will not participate in this are insane. You here's usually your thing. stuff is pretty accurate, but your, here's your here's the thing. If you fill the glass with water and walk away, meaning spritz with the with the it's it's sitting in the sink. It's sitting on the bottom of the sink. It is directly underneath the spigot. If you turn the handle for two point seven seconds, yeah. it'll fill up yeah, and yeah. then you walk I, away. I always fill it up. I always do that. I'm right. with you on No, that. I saw you yesterday with your keys in the refrigerator yeah. guarding your carrots the other yeah. day or yes. whatever you had in there. No, and I always put but but I get pushback from my wife on that. It's like why her thing is what the f? Why don't you take the sponge and wipe it and stick it in the machine? Why do you stop with the filling of the? the well, I listen. She has I, a point I'll, with I'll, that, right? I'll take, I'll take that. But yeah. see, here's what it is for me. Because she then says, "Well, stuff now we got a whole whole freaking uh, uh, symphony listen, of glasses in there." If you give it the spritz of water, yeah. and walk away, then. As you walk away and you go about your day and you do whatever you're doing, the water's doing its I, job. I, I, that's that's my right. thinking it's too. It's soaking. It's doing. Yes. But conversely, if you just leave the glass at the bottom and walk it's away, it's festering. It's it's drying. What, whatever it is, or, it's, or it's, building bacteria or gas. Who the hell knows? It's, what it's getting now. all right. So one direction or, or it's hardening. getting better. The other direction yeah. it's getting worse. Yeah. Um, had this. I've had this conversation with my wife. 271 times it just does it's like it's no can do and it's a weird thing because it's always been can do for me only because it requires zero effort and it saves you a bunch of time it, it really that's the part that i like it's a, you know wiping it and putting the machine it requires a little motivation it does but it's zero effort to just spread just run water into the thing why why is now now here's my point did I show you a picture of the dropped urinal, by the way, the sink with the, 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 the urologist office? Oh, yeah. yeah okay, I like that. Because I, I thought, me, oh, this is vindication so, for you. Uh, let, I'll give you uh, – speaking of uh, urinals and sinks and things like that, yeah. let me give you a number two. Okay. You're going to give me a number two? Uh, number two. Speaking of number two, uh. th- those ass wipe things have become all the rage. Yeah, yeah. You've been talking about that for a long time. Jimmy's been talking about that Jimmy for a long time. Jimmy loves those things. Yeah. One wipe Charlie's. We use them from uh, Dollar Shave <laughs> One Club. One wipe Charlie's. All the rage, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. They come in that little square little pouchy thing, and they started as baby wipes. And then at a certain point, adults got tired of wiping babies' asses with them and went, what about Papa? Ah, I could use a nice wipe. So, okay. There they are. Now, there's a fundamental problem with those things. 
There's two ways you can seal them. One, they have this weird snap lid. That sounds good. Sounds good, except for the the, the, the next one is always hanging out oh, like a Kleenex yeah. box. Yeah. You have to kind and of drying. Mm-hmm. The uh, one is that, and the other is just a weird flap that goes over and kind of re reaffixes itself. So it flaps yeah. out, flaps out. Either way, they sit on top of the toilet. And either way, when, after I use one, I put the flap back or I flip it over. So its own weight sort of keeps it shut. Yeah. Yeah. And then every time it's just dry dry yeah. and open. And I, I don't yell. I just go, do, wouldn't you like these to be moist? And, and if you would. They need one of those, those, those snapping lids, a lid. It needs a lid. They right? have Drew. Yeah, we just discussed this. There's two types. One has a one has a snapping lid. Oh, I thought you were talking. The, the about other it. has a flap. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, in order to get the lid shut, you have to kind of push it back in. Oh, because they come oh, out oh, oh, like oh, Kleenex. I see, I see, I see. I see. Okay, the okay. next one is in the way. They used to be just in a box. They the, had a top on it. Yeah, and you just put the top down. I I don't know who. The point is this. When did the spritz of water or the putting the lid back or flipping it over? Like I said, it's the when I eat a potato chip, I eat a potato chip, and when I'm done, I put the I put the thing down and flop it over on yes. itself, yes. so it just yeah stays shut. When did these things become insanely tall orders? When did they become a, a, a bridge too far, yeah. a mountain that could never be scaled? And then how? At what point? In my life, do I just abandon that and just go? Well, just moving on uh, today. This now, this moment now. D- but, don't. But now I have wipe, dry ass but, wipes. But, but what are you going to do? I. I, I, don't, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm going to ask the person I live with to flip it over when you're done, and then oh, we'll oh, both oh, walk away, oh, and then for that'll sure. be that. No, no, for sure. I thought you meant what were you going to do with the design of the whole thing? No, I'm saying. They don't. The, they're the not following through. Okay, person got you it. share your home with can got just it. flip it over, and yes. then that'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or no? Well, the kids won't happen. That won't happen. They're, they're no. years off of that. Whoa! Wait a second. The think, kids? You think they'll do it? Well, Sunny Seven. They think. That, I mean, if they do it, they'll do it forever. If you get the, if you get the behavior I, in, I can. I've been working on Lynette with the spritz of water in the glass for fifteen years. No, that's no, not no. that's not happening. I, in fifteen years, Sonny's going to be twenty two. Yeah. I pretty sure I could get the boy to give yeah. do the spritz yeah. no, of water. No, no, by then, yeah, yeah. that's no, not not by then. I got about another six months before yeah, yeah. he's locked in. Okay. Natalia may be a little tougher nut. <laughs> um, I. I now, the number one answer is always just, ah, come on. I'm not thinking about it. Like, I'm busy. I'm distracted. Like, I'm doing whatever. And, and, and I'm saying this to everyone. Well, and I know you, I sound like a broken record. You're distracted. You're busy. Yeah. What am I? Planning my next Fijian yeah. <laughs> a snorkeling vacation? You're, you're not allowed to say that, though. You're not allowed to say that. I have that. 11 jobs. Listen. Well, hold on a I second. I understand that. I'm, you choose to do that. I don't make you do that. No, Here goes. I'm ex- you ready? I'm exquisitely busy. Yeah. That's why I do all this stuff yeah. in a muscle memory sort of way. Yeah. It's not. It's like saying, 
I can't brush my teeth. I'm busy. Yeah. I can't pass gas. I'm busy. Yeah. You know, it's like, so, so, no, you do it. Right. That's that's my whole point. Yeah. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm thinking about my book. So last episode, we established that you see and perceive and hear and experience things differently than everybody else. So the stuff gets pounds on you. The rest of us don't even see it. So we have to first think to see it. And what's the first thing I did today when I sat down here? They Grab my pen. I start snapping. Around. Snapping. I was doing right, this. Right, and, right. And it took about five of those no, but for listen. me to go, uh-oh, now, okay. <laughs> before now, I realized now, I was doing it. Now, the point is your keys are frequently in the refrigerator yeah. of this building. Yeah, but that, this, that you, kind of – yeah, no, uh, but that that's kind of discipline shit. Yes. That takes some doing to get people to do it. You got to really – I – You know, you got to really – Don't – Stuff doesn't initiate very well in people's heads very often. You know what I'm saying? It well, just first doesn't. off – I feel like two-thirds of the stuff I talk to people about, I don't even know why we're talking about it. Like well, the whole would bring that spritz up. of water in the coffee cup at the thing, I don't even know why I'm bringing that up with you as an adult. I, I, don't, I just assumed every human being, when yeah. they put their coffee mug in the sink and it had a quarter inch of coffee at the bottom, gave it a spritz so yeah. they wouldn't have to deal with it at home or abroad or at work. Well, I, I don't even know why I have half the conversations I have with well, adults, funny you would say much less the 25th. That particular, because you thought, when you came in today, you go, oh, I've got something to talk to you about. I thought, oh, good, some good medical questions, some interesting no, problems, I got, I do have some, some mathematical I, I solutions. Ha- no, no, water in the bottom of the... No, no, this is this is strictly, this is this is just a two-pronger. It's, it's two of my achilles heels it's staring at stuff in the fridge that i know is going down the drain and then once it goes down the drain all right before we get to the medical stuff let's think about this Hmm. everybody listening could solve a problem that we all have Hmm. just having to head over that post office every goddamn time we want stamps every time we want to mail a package solve Hmm. that all with stamps.com no more post office Mm -hmm. all the services of a post office right from your desk buy and print official u.s postage for any letter or package from your own computer and then just hand it off to your mail carrier. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have our special offer and our promo code yeah. ADESC, no risk trial. $110 bonus offer includes a digital scale so you determine exactly what the postage should be for that particular package or letter. $55 of free postage. And every time you print those postage uh, stamps up from stamps.com, they'll be mm-hmm. the right amount. So mm-hmm. you won't be adding penny stamps. It'll just be the what, what the postage is for that day. Mm-hmm. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in ADS. That is stamps.com. Promo code ADS. All right. All right. So get so some, listen, give me some real problems here. All right. I just, it's a weird I life. I, I just feel that weird. I just follow everyone around. All right. All right. All right. And it, I know, it's, it's a never-ending cry. No, no, here's the number one answer. Forget about it. No, don't forget about it because I know that's like not possible. But, but what I'm saying is, is Drew, yeah. As a as an educator, as a man of science, yeah. as a, as a man who likes to pursue education, as anybody who has a craft and a skill in a field, carpentry, yeah, that was my field of expertise. I just watched other people, and guys would come up to me all day long and just go, "You're not doing that right." And you go, "Thank Do you." Do it this way, and yeah. I'd go, "Oh, okay, fantastic." And they go, "Hey, listen." In a hypoid saw, the bottom side comes out better. It, the top side chips out. And the bottom side. So when you're cutting laminate, when you're cutting stuff that's like pre-laminated, whoop, mark the back side, cut it from the back side, and then flip it over because that other side will come out better. All I would ever do is go, okay, now done. 
And then right. I would from I would put that in my backpack, and then I would just go on to the next job. And from that day forth, I would wish that guy had told me a year earlier, this is how well, it's got. Right. I mean, but think of the energy that guy had to expend to even give you that advice. It's how nice of him to have done that. As right. opposed to, hey, man, you're not the boss of me. So it was Which just, seems to be the cry of the day. For me, it's just a way to get the ass wipes not dried up. <laughs> right. That, that's all I want out of life. That's, I'm not. But so the point is, is you can give it up. You can just go give it up. Yeah. But it'd be like going, all right, well, let's just be a shitty carpenter. Right. I, I don't I don't get it. That's just right. I, I understand what okay. you're saying. I get right. it. And you I, get I'm, it. I'm of your full school of thought. Trust me. I, I, I <laughs> Okay. I, I don't understand why people don't sort of like encourage all kinds of input all the time. Uh, and you give does, me, you give me shit about that sometimes. Remember, I'll go, I like direction, man. Give me some input. Give me some no, input. You you have you have imbeciles. <laughs> you you had Stone and Stanley trying to tell you give you creative input. Those are the guys who did the fifth season of the man show. That's what you get when you get their creative well, but, input. Then how the does first, somebody know from your point of view? Whether, you size the person up. I say. How do you know the advice about the I saw was to, the right guy? I the right say advice because you tried it out and it worked. I guess the guy's driving a Ford F three fifty. He's been he's ten years older than me. His tool bags are impeccably laid out. No, you know what I do with uh, poor no, uh, poor uh, Olga the nanny all the time when I, I, I corner her. I can't wait. I do this. I stand inside my house. Usually we're in the kitchen. She's doing something. And I go, put my hands up. <laughs> oh, you go, like, look at this. Like Jesus. Look at this. And I go, look around. <laughs> look around. <laughs> who, would you, who would you like to listen to? Just look around. She must think about murdering you right then. <laughs> would, you, would you like me to give you a tour through the studio? <laughs> would you like me to give you a tour through the production studio? Look, look around. Now, who would you like to listen to? Uh, that's the way I work. Listen, I had a crossroads. You know this guy, <clears throat> Pasadena guy. You had a crossroads? I was at a crossroads, oh. and I had a crossroads. <laughs> no, I had an epiphic roads. <laughs> oh, I was, I was uh, you know, 28, 29 years of age. Uh, I was getting nowhere. I had nothing. I was just making 20 bucks an hour teaching boxing and blah, blah, blah. I was hanging around with the usual suspects, my old jack-off buddies from high school and, you know, sort of kicking around and not doing anything. And I met Shelby Coffee. Oh right. He's the editor in chief. How'd you meet him? Those at the did you did you coach him in boxing or something? Yes. He's my student at uh, Bodies in Motion in Pasadena. He lived in Pasadena. Yeah. He would drive to my gym. I used to work with his wife. She was an ER doctor, remember? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Mary Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Great. A great couple. He would drive from his place in Pasadena. He's in like Virginia now or something yeah. or D.C. But yeah. he would drive from his place in Pasadena down the hill, come to my place that I worked at because he was a you know motivated Marine. He'd come by my place at 6 a.m. or something, 6.30. I, I taught like a 6.30 or 6 a.m. class. He'd come by, take his hour-long class, take a shower, and then keep driving and go to the Los Angeles Times and run that newspaper. Right. And I said, well, this guy is married to an ER doctor. He's running the Los Angeles Times. He must know something, this guy. And so I started working with him, you know, and then I started. So you're kiss-ass, what you're saying. Yes, yeah. yes that's, that's exactly okay, right. Got I started working with him and I started, you know, and before you know it, he was, he was, he had, it was my private student, yeah. you know, 
and I'd work with that's him on you, a. So you weaseled your way with Jimmy too. Just kissed his ass until. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, I know you're making a joke, but I, I mean it. And next thing you know, Shelby and I became friendly. Yeah. And he said, Why don't you come over to the Times, take a tour? We have a Picasso room. We'll go have lunch. I said, Okay. Next thing you know, it's a uh, Holyfield bow too. I got the pay per view at the house. Come on by, watch the fight. I started associating with people that lived a certain way mm-hmm. and were of a certain stature uh, that, that was not well above where I was. Mm-hmm. And I started going, what are these guys doing? What, how do they approach things? What do they do? That's what I did. I didn't go, hey, man, that's, I'm doing my own thing. That's the man up there. I'm going to stay away from him. No. I went uh, – when uh, Shelby talks, I'm all ears. And when my buddy talks, we'll see if we just my buddy Ray talks, I stop listening. We should change the system and just wring out those fat cats. Get rid of them. Yeah. He, if regulators were on top of him, he wouldn't be able to live like that, man. I'm just saying when people who are in a certain position – I'm just saying. Which direction are we going? Well, we're going the wrong direction. I'm saying in life, whatever the relationship is, when somebody – when the master carpenter comes by and goes, yeah. hey, I got a tip for you. Don't go, hey, man. Yeah. Go go ahead. So, and so then feel, this, this feel whole free this to diatribe, imp- Chris and Gary, it's for you guys. Feel free to implement. This is specifically an attack on you guys, just so you know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not showing enough uh, in, 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 interest in the, with no, the pearls listen. that f- drop out of Adam's no, mouth. No, all no, day. no, 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 no. Pay attention. Hold on. 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 Please help me. Please stop me if I'm wrong here. You're wrong. We have um, two bathrooms here and ten assholes. <laughs> and there's a lot, a lot of fecal being moved through this joint. A lot. I'd say 40% more in your average company. It's a lot of and, – and a lot of well, it – Well, just Matt by himself. That's well, the 40% right there. They're – you know, Max Pat aside, everybody's uh, two bills over here yeah. and they do – they eat more than your average uh, I've average seen those bear. lunches. Oof. Well, there's a lot of people dropping off a lot of food and bran muffins and things yeah. like that. And there's just a lot of lot – and, and some weird hours. Yeah. A lot of coffee being consumed, a lot of bran being consumed, a lot of, lot of dukes being taken. <laughs> Dropped. Lots of bathrooms. Lots of bathroom use. Only two bathrooms, but right. ten, ten a-hole souls. But they're under the Corolla rules, those bathrooms. I implemented a rule. I said to everybody, here's how it shall be. Bathroom door shut, occupied. Bathroom door open. Enter and use. Bathroom door jar. Enter at your own risk. That, is, that was my decree. That was my decree two years ago. Everybody in this building... Follows that decree, and there's zero confusion around the bathroom when there could be plenty of opportunity for confusion around the bathroom, except for there's zero confusion. The only time there is confusion is on occasion when the door's been closed for a while, and then we ascertain that it must be one of Drew's guests that came in here. I will do that. I know. I know you do that because you destroy the room. But what I'm saying is, is... Every once in a blue moon, there is a door that is shut yeah. and nobody's in there. Yeah. And somebody says, who's that? And they go, oh, that was Andy Dick. He yeah. was Drew's guest and he's gone. And that's what happened. It was Lavelle. Whose coffee mug, <laughs> whose <laughs> coffee mug is that over there that's got a little something in it? Oh, that must be a guest. My right. show, yeah. your show, sure. whatever show. Because sure. we are all on a system. 
And I just want, it, I want you though when you make these decrees, I want you dressed up like Yule Brenner, the Ten Commandments, <laughs> wearing the crown of Egypt, fucking cape over your arm, big gold belt, and like a like a like a like a sarong I, on. So it is written, so it shall be done. I I like that. Yeah. I also like Patton and with the chrome oh, yeah, helmet yeah, in yeah. front of the American That'd flag. Good. That'd be good. Pacing around. Yeah. Just, you, if in your case, could be standing in front of Evil Knievel here, awesome. riding crop in my hand that I keep slapping <laughs> into my open hand. But what? Here's what I'm saying. Chris Maxipat and Gary Haftard. The decree, it's not for me. It's for us. It's for all of us who, who work here. And it's effective. And we could argue, like semi-retarded people, for years about who left the door open, who shut the door, who, or we could simply say it once and move on. As far as bathrooms go, you've created a utopia. Thank you. A shitopia. No, <laughs> has there ever been? Has there been confusion since the the declaration? Uh, if there's no guess, no confusion. Right. Yeah. The now, only confusion is us working backwards, trying to figure out who, what outsider fucked it up. R- right. But my point is this, Drew. Yep. The decree, not for me. I understand. For everybody. Well, it, it, now hang on. Now it, it is for you because it 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 pounds on you. Things things bother you in a way they don't bother others, and you don't like. I, that. I don't spend as much time here as these guys do. So yes, and it is it is that. But also, the choice in life is we could revisit this twenty eight times, or I could simply say it once, and we could all move forward, or we could all go to meeting. Oh, that's we could what we all need. go to meeting. That's you what need I that should, relationship. My next decree, where you can make the decrees in a. High definition, face to face video conference. Go to meeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Simple way to meet online, and you can share the screen to work on documents in real time. You turn on your webcams to see each other face to face, and then throw those documents up. I'm just trying to think what the documents would be in Adam's case. You show pictures of the bathroom, have mm. a write on it, you know, write on where to go, a little little stick man. You move around like a war room. Be good. Mm-hmm. And then the other guys will sort of you'll you'll, you'll scream out, "Where's the next move?" Where do they go next? Yeah. And then they, on from their computer, they'll move the stick man around and put, put arrows on the screen. Yeah, the you'll, war you'll, room. You'll scream, no. No, you still haven't got it. Try it free for 30 days. Visit gotomeeting.com today. Click the try it free button. Use the promo code ADAM. Gotomeeting.com, promo code ADAM. Meeting is believing. All right. So what's um, the, where are the medical questions? That, uh, well, two things. Uh, I just said questions. You you made medical. Well, I, out of interesting is what I was hoping for. <laughs> Challenging. Right, but I never said medical. A uh. uh, couple of weekends ago, I went to a guy's house for his 40th birthday. He paid me. What? Oh, yeah. to do like do stand-up kind of thing. Yeah, in his backyard. Um, Crazy. Now, I was thinking about this. It's the kind of thing you were you you and I would never never entertain. Like having a party for ourselves, or, or... having a party. Well, you know, it's not like you know his wife threw it for him, yeah. and he threw it for him. Whatever, yeah. he turned forty. Um, you're having a party for yourself, and you're paying a guy you're a fan of to come to your party. Uh, it wouldn't even occur to me. Right. So that's how you feel. Then I started thinking, isn't this guy? His name is Sean. Isn't this guy so much further along than we are? Evolved? Well, well, you've just given just, a lecture about how we should bring people in that we admire and, and 
pick their brains. There's a way to do it. Well, you mean like you would say, well, first off, you'd never be worthy of it. No. You'd just be like, no. I, 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 I would be ashamed. Like, I don't want anybody. Somebody I admire make pain them to come in. I don't, I don't want anybody doing this. Yeah. I don't want a party. No. I don't want any of this stuff. Yeah. All right. That'd be number one. And then number two would be, well, I'm not going to spend money on this. I could use that money and get a get a roof put on or something right. like that. Right. You know, it'd be something very Productive. very pr- practical. Yeah. Yeah. But when you really sort of take your life and you stand back and you take a look at it, is it the new air conditioning condenser that you remember, or is it the experiences? Yeah, the it's cruise the experiences, you went on. You took but, a cruise with your kids yeah, no, no. through the Panama Canal, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Oh, somebody uh, paid for that. And, but huh? anyway, somebody else paid for that. But anyway. Oh, all right. But, but be that as it may, it, you're right. What have you paid for that was an experience a, with your a kids? A cruise in the Baltic was amazing. Cruise in the Baltic. Yeah, it was amazing. All and, right. But, but here's the deal. But there's the balance. You know what I mean? There's a balance. You, you, of you course gotta, there's a balance. And look, you've obviously – And most of it has to go down on the saving side and work hard and all that stuff. Relax right? over there, Chumley. First off <laughs> – Chumley. You guys know who Chumley is? Yeah. No. Yeah? Who? Gary? Well, I'm sure I'm not thinking of the same one as I'm you guys. I'm sure not. Okay. Here's a walrus. That's right. For Tennessee you, Tuxedo. Gary? No. Okay. Some of the worst animation in the sixties and the seventies. Do you know? Do you know that Howard Stern's father did the voice engineering for that stuff? And Howard used to sit there and watch Adam West and all those voice actors. Oh that? no, that I crazy? did not know that. But he was talking about it one day. I was fascinated. Don Adams, I think, was Tennessee. Yeah. What did I say? What did I say? He said Adam West. I said Adam West. I meant Don Adams. Wow. Okay, that's all right. You that, but that's weird that that came out of my mouth. I had no idea. Quiet now. There, there's Chumley. There's Chumley. Well done. Quiet Chumley. That doesn't look right, though. Oh, it's a kind of a newer digital whatever version of of Chumley. But just listen to me. Yeah. Now, look. Obviously, the guy's doing okay for himself. Yeah. He can afford to have me come to his house and do stand-up in his backyard. Number one, he's he's a financial guy. He's he's got his money put away. He's got his family. He's, He's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. But he's turning 40, and this is what he wants. Yeah. Now, for you, like, uh, blah, 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 blah. But- when you, and, and look, I would never do that for myself either. But experiences. Oh no! When yeah, you step right. back and you just kind of step back and you look at your life. Yeah, is it really just those a collection of experiences? Absolutely, and experiences uh, with important people, with people you want to be with, and yeah. sometimes those experiences cost money. And usually they cost money or they usually take effort and time and whatever it is. Yep. But it's just a sort of step back and take a look at this. It involves some calories. It might involve some cash. It might involve both. Why? And I personally would like to do more of this stuff. You know, I it, it's not about being cheap or tight-fisted. It's just sort of about realizing – so how are you going to actualize this plan? What's your first move? I'd pay you to come to my backyard. <laughs> first move is, by the way, is you're so damn busy, we're not going to be doing this podcast for a little while. Oh, well, we got another one coming up. I'm just saying. We yeah, well, I'm, no, the- I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm doing a movie. Oh, oh, you'll have plenty of free time to have experiences then. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things about doing a movie is it, is it just is. It just exists. You know. I mean after you're done or the, or the experience of doing it? I made a movie seven, eight. I made a movie when my kids were born. And um, recently, just recently, Kevin Costner watched it. And uh, 
it's a long story. I did a benefit with the troops oh, for him that. and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's certain we, we exchanged a few emails. And uh, I went to his he, – he he's got a new movie out, but this was a smaller independent movie he was working on and blah, blah, blah. And I saw it. And uh, I said, you know, Kevin, you like these smaller types of movies. Uh, I made one myself. Interesting uh, psychological dynamic here, Drew. Mm-hmm. You you tell me. Yeah. I floated this one before, but I I I, I usually <clears throat> I I understand. I think I I think I have understanding of this here. Uh, anyway, Costner took him a long time. He finally saw it, and then he sent me a very long, rambling, glowing email about the choices that I made as a director and an actor and this guy and that guy and just how much he loved him him and his wife loved the movie and blah, blah, blah. And I got the same thing from Judd Apatow a year and a half ago. So the thing about a movie that's weird is you make a movie seven years ago, nobody gives a fuck. And then five years later, Judd Apatow sees it and tells you how incredible it was. And then seven years after you make it, Kevin Costner sees it and tells you how much you like it. There's something kind of interesting about the fact that doesn't happen in the radio world, for instance. right? Um, But tell me if you can uh, dig this psychology. I was uh, driving with uh, Matt, the porcelain punisher, the other day, and I said to him, I give these people, I gave Vince Vaughn the movie. He makes romantic comedies for a living. I said, I made a romantic comedy. Take a look, see. He hasn't seen it. Yeah. He doesn't want to see it. I mean, it's a lot of time to devote, you know, to watch a film. I mean, I'm saying, saying. What? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's 88 minutes. But that's a lot of time. I would, I, I'm surprised you don't – to me, I, would, I wouldn't want to – I'd feel bad asking somebody to, to even have lunch with me. You know what I mean? Spend a half an hour. I'm what? just saying. Okay. Is that, why, why do you think these people never see the, the film? I figure it, it's motivation, what's in it for them. Uh, they don't expect it to be something. And then it's a big chunk of time. I, I, don't, I don't ever get to see films because there's so much uh, you know, I'll time. plays the fucking violins all the time. No, no, no. I never. I no, never. But I'm never. saying I, that – How about on one of your many cruises? When I fly is when I see films. That's right. All right. You no. fly a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's when I see films. Otherwise, I would all not right. see films. You fly, all right. But you, you spend uh, uh, twice a month you're in an airplane, yes. six hours this way and six yes, hours that that's way. that's when I see films. Okay, so you have time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can see a film. No, no I'm saying so. He's got to. It's got to be coincide with something where they can have they, the time to do it. That's all I'm they, saying. They come. Listen, who, they, who's they busier than me, dickhead? Yeah, I'm. I watch everyone's film. That's surprising to me. Well, the I watch it when I come. I come home at night. It's night, but it's I'm home. The kids have gone to bed. Quiet down. I'm not studying for the LSATs at ten o'clock at night. The kids go to bed. Lynette retreats to the bedroom. I pour myself a glass of wine and I go. Now it's time for me to watch this guy's ninety minute film because he's coming. Ivan Reitman's coming in the next day, okay. and I'm going to watch his film. Right. I'm well, like, what am I do? What are you doing? Again, Just doing push ups and no, in front of a textbook radio. I get home at eight. I'm back out at nine. All right, that that's you, that's you. But you you know what I'm saying. You can, but, you can go you, on an airplane, yes. you can carve out time. But by the way, you're you don't doing have to it. watch. You're the doing because you're thing. doing because he's coming to the radio the next. You don't day. have, to, podcast you the don't next have day. to watch it for 88 minutes. You can watch 
30 minutes of it and pause it and then go go to what you got to do and then at some point catch another half hour of it and you can cobble it together that way which I am apt to do. All right. All right, I'm going to yell at you when I'm done. All right. We'll take a quick break. Be right back after this. Hi, everybody. This is Pat O'Brien. Either your grandfather, your father, or you grew up with me doing sports for the last 30 years, plus all the entertainment and pop culture things that I did, all those red carpets for you out there. Now, we're putting all that in a podcast, The Pat O'Brien Show. Go to iTunes and find it. Go to thepatobrienshow.com. We're here. We work for you on The Pat O'Brien Show. Thanks. Now, the reason people who, and by the way, when you make films for a living, Drew, part of that living is watching other people's work. Okay, fair enough. To see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, stop being so fucking condescending. No, I'm not being condescending. I I think you're right about that. That's your business. You watch other people's product to see who directed it, who edited it, who acted in it, maybe someone who wrote it. Maybe somebody could be right for me in my next project. What have you. It's part of the deal. Um, They don't watch the film. And the reason they don't watch the film is because they know in advance it's going to be bad. Right. They don't expect much of it. That's one of the criteria. It's not not even expect much. They think it's going to be bad. Mm. And they know they're going to have to see you. Or comment on it. At some point. And there's a psychological dynamic because people... Most people look at watching a romantic comedies is a is a leisure, leisurely thing to do. This is what you would do on a Saturday night with your wife. You would go out and see the romantic comedy that's playing at the theater, whatever it is. This is not why didn't you do 100 push-ups like I told you to do. This is why didn't you watch an 88-minute romantic comedy that right. you and your wife could have enjoyed from sitting in bed on a Saturday night. They almost across the board do not watch it, and it's because they know in advance. They know. They don't think. They know it's going to be bad because they do it for a living, and a lot of the stuff they've done hasn't turned out that great, and this is on such a smaller scale. It must be bad. And it's done by some idiot who's on the radio. How could this possibly be good? More comfortable to not watch it and then when you see the person next, inevitably, you're going to see that person. Yeah. Instead of having to lie, which no one really wants to do psychologically, right. they just go, oh, hey, man, sorry, man, I've been slammed. But yeah. you know what? It's cute. I, it's queued up, and I'm going to get to it when I, you know, that's what they do. Yeah, fair enough. That's. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, I'm right, but, saying. But, but it's interesting. I was also. Just... I'm saying, no, I, you, if you were not throwing out so much cock blocking, I could get to my dynamic. The dynamic and I don't know if it works in other fields of life, which is it's not a conscious thing. It's a, a deeper thing, which is here's my CD of my band. Yeah, I know your band must suck because I've never heard of your band. I'm going to then see you next week. I don't want to have to look you in the eye and lie. Right. It's deeper in the sense that it's motivational. It's about motivation. Yes, they not about- say, oh, I just didn't have time to listen to your CD yeah. or I didn't have – you could pop it in in the car. It's easy yeah. to do. It's the they what's in it for me, alchemy. You know, it, nothing it, good in it for me because if I watch it, I've do- donated time, and I'm gonna have to tell them it sucks, and I'd rather just no. 
Yeah, no, it's, I'm not going to have to tell them it sucks. I'm yep. going to have to lie. Right, and right. I don't want to do right, that. Right, right, right. And I don't even want to have to kind of get creative about it. Right. That's what it's about. You, so they know it's going to be bad before they You know, see I was it. just thinking about how you said that, you know, you put in a CD to watch with your wife and stuff. And it's interesting. It just occurred to me that sitting in front of the television and viewing TV now, whether it's a DVD or, 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 you know, something TiVo'd or mm-hmm. something you're sitting down as an appointment. Totally different in the last five years or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like have like stuff. I feel like I got to get to. Like mm-hmm. I'm missing something. If I not not the, and it's not the. Hey, we're all sitting down at ten o'clock to watch Jackie Gleason. It, it's it's more like this is an experience I want to keep up with here. It's like almost a, an assignment. I've got to like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to miss that Broadway camp. I don't want to miss that. It's interesting, and the same thing applies to. True, I thought you had no time. No, you're grossed in Boardwalk Empire. Well, I don't have time for that. N- but the point is, I on no, Sunday nights I get oh, I catch up on these things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last thing I would do is would, would interrupt that with any of your fucking DVDs from your <laughs> shitty film. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. DraftKings, baby, fantasy baseball fans. Opening day just a couple weeks back. DraftKings awarded over half a million dollars in cash prizes, and there's way more to come. Our listeners have won big time, hundreds, thousands, even a million bucks at DraftKings.com. Guy named Sam won 100 grand, first time ever playing at DraftKings. One day fantasy sports, no season long commitments, no being stuck with players, just instant cash every day. Drew! Right now, you can play for free to win real cash. Enter Drew at DraftKings.com. Get free entry into the next week's contest with four hundred grand in guaranteed cash prizes. That is $400,000. Hurry. Free spots are going quick. Enter Drew now at DraftKings.com. Chris, line one, 27. Uh, hey, guys. Adam and Drew. Love the show. What's going, What's going on? on, man? Listen uh, every chance I get. Thank you. Um, well, uh, so I, I've, I've, um, I'm married. Been married about seven years. I uh, got a couple kids, and um, my wife found out about a week ago that uh, I've been having an affair for uh, the last four or five months. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's all kind of blown up. And and the long and short of it is, um, I really want this marriage to work. Uh, want want to uh, get things right from all my friends and family and kids. And um, but wait, how many kids do you have? Two. Two kids. How old are they? Uh. And four. All right. What was the affair? What was it? Yeah, workplace. Well, no, who, no, who no, is no. she? Workplace. I live in a um, live in a college town. She's a, she's a student at the university here. Well, um, can't blame her. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, I um, that carried on a while. The, the part of it is it, is that there was a lot of emotional connection between the two of us. Um, you know, I mean, I would say. To some degree, fell in love with each other. How did um, how'd you get discovered? Um, I quit talking to the girl for about a month. We'd we'd completely cut off all communication. Um, just getting to be, uh, it was getting to weigh on us quite a bit. And um, we bumped into each other around town. Um, started talking again, and uh, she called me while I was at home, and uh, and the, the wife found out that way. So, um, mm. oh, she intended that. Yeah. But, um, hold on I mean, yeah, a second. I mean, we, hold on, hold on. True. Yeah. Could you imagine 
trying to get away with anything less than you and a 21-year-old chick. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, you have picked the wrong I'd rather rob a, second I'd story man. robbing a bank would be easier thing to Yeah, I mean, I Jesus. could fuck Matt Fondelier all I wanted, and I'd be like, dude, shut up, or your ass is fucking fire, and he'd be like, yes, sir, boss. And that and would leave be that. Leave that fucking bathroom door open. Don't forget. No, but I'm saying... You and I could suck each other's cocks all fucking till the fucking you, you cows. And you and I. Is that you're proposing it? I'm saying. Is, isn't that weird? You're, he's, I think he meant it. No, right? I meant it. Oh yeah, of course. Of course, I meant yes, it. Yes, yes. What well, I'm finally. saying is, she's been waiting all these years. Well, I, I've moved. I'm not falling in love right what now. What I'm saying is this: you and I could have a, a never-ending suck fest, <laughs> and it would be between just us and the carpet. Do you know what I'm saying? In these swatches of carpet sitting here. Yeah, no, what I'm, I'm saying I'm is... I'm not going on the floor. When that's I was you done mean. sucking you off, I'd be like, all right, Drew, seriously, mom's the word. And you'd be like, hey, I'm saying to you. And that would be that. It'd be, And by the way, I wouldn't be like gossiping to my, hey, Ray, guess whose dick I was <laughs> sucking earlier today. You know, like it wouldn't, there'd be nothing... There'd be no sexting or no me God, taking I couldn't a wait to tell Ray. picture of my dick and sending it to you. Yes, and I would expect I'm that. Call, How dare you? Call I'm your home your and hang up when your wife picked up. Right? There'd be none of that. Just be, uh, tomorrow this time, suck your cock again. <laughs> that would be that. I'm busy. But now imagine 21-year-old girl. And you going like, oh. okay, now just listen. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. Now yeah. I got a couple of kids. I got a wife. That's my, that's yeah. my thing. No. You... Hey, I'm India. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm married. So let's just keep it on the down low. Yeah. And how long is that? Is that ever going to work? No. But I would I would posit that a 30 year old would be eventually calling the wife too. A 21 well, year old guaranteed the, that they'd be out of control with it. I mean. The the only thing from a societal <laughs> standpoint that ever kept that shit in check. You want to be known as the town whore. <laughs> Is right. that what you want to be known as? Right. Home wrecker. Home wrecker. Yeah. Home wrecker. I didn't think so. Yeah, that's over. That that's what in the past. Yeah. That's why Kennedy could fuck his interns because yeah. the intern felt bad, felt shame. Yeah, didn't want anyone. Oh, my father. My father is the dean of students at a prestigious school. If he finds out, is there a dean of students? Yeah. Okay. At a prestigious school, if he finds out, it would bring shame to the name of the. Yeah. So Kennedy could fuck all the interns he wanted because that hot little 19-year-old who came from a good family in Virginia couldn't say shit to anybody. I remember when he made some made one girl go over and... Suck off somebody else in the pool? Yes. Yeah. Is hero. that incredible? Hero. He's a hero. All right. Chris? Yes. Yeah, so that's in... How old is she? 21. Uh, no, she, no. she was 20. She yeah. just turned 22. <laughs> um, I just said she was 21. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is, I mean, and undoubtedly we were pretty brazen about it. Um, when we started talking again here in the last, you know, couple weeks, um, it was it, it it was intended to be completely platonic, and we haven't had any oh, sort of please. physical. Well, I, I understand, but but um, but it, it was. I mean, she's she's dating someone else now, whatever. But. My, my question has to do with kind of the emotional side of it now. Obviously, I want to fix things with my wife. I love her. I love my kids. But in this time that I was with this other girl, I mean, we had a lot of strong feelings for each other. And sure. um, my question is, how much of that, as I'm processing it, is just the natural emotional bond you build with someone that you have a sexual relationship with? 
and how much of it's real legitimate feelings and what right. do I do with it. Right. It, it, interestingly, if you had just walked away before those – or as you as those crazy feelings emerged, you went to yourself, geez, it's just feelings. I got to get out of here. It's going to make me preoccupied and think about this all the time. Those feelings would have subsided on their own very nicely. But when you have a certain amount of love addiction and a certain amount of problems in your marriage, you don't think that way. You kind of go downstream into these things because you can't stop yourself. You don't have insight into what you're doing. So ultimately, there's something about you that caused you to sort of idealize this woman and tend to respond to these feelings that an adult should have recognized as something sort of, whoa, ancillary, like something's wrong. And and, the, and it's always the case that it's a sign, a, a cheating is a something wrong with the marriage, something wrong with the relationship. You need that work in that marriage. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, when you live in a college town and there's 21-year-olds bopping around. I'm, I'm just saying happen. something you can feel. And you get married wrong, early. To, right. No, he yeah. got, got married early yeah. and he's 27 now. He's got two kids. So yeah. he's been married for some time. why you don't time. get married and, early. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we always talk about the male or the female side of this, but the male, there's a male side where when you're having intercourse with somebody, there's feelings. Yep. I know you, a lot of guys yeah, that are that yeah, way. I'm sure. that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, if, if I'm having that kind of relationship with someone, I'm having that kind of relationship. Yeah. It's a relationship. You're getting feelings. Yeah, yeah. Men can suppress them, move away from them, deny them, or not have them Well, we can do it with multiple partners yeah. and have multiple feelings, but the point is, is... We, I mean, it's it's it's, it's intense. I, well, yeah. Jay Leno has three hundred and twenty-two cars. He loves them all, right? <laughs> Dearly, <laughs> you tell no. he just sort of. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> this is what he's doing to each one of them. Well, what I'm saying is, women don't collect cars. Women have a car. That's their car. Yeah. that's the car they like. Yeah, yeah. that's that's right. Guys go, I like this car, I like that and, car, and, and you go, which one do you like better? And they go, I like them all. And they have much more powerful bonding. They can't and they can't move away from it as easily as men can for, with the sexual relationship. So anyway, yeah, men have feelings too, but but also, you know, most adults, if they start to develop feelings like that, can kind of contain it. Can go well. What, you know, what is he's, that just a feeling? What it's Chris, just a- I think, what Chris is saying is, Chris kind of still has feelings for this person. I, I know, but it's infatuation, it's intensity, yes. it's all the stuff that's mistaken for love. He needs to build real love with his wife, and that's where the therapy comes in. All right, Chris, please get help. There you go, buddy, for your kids. All right, it's all right. Thanks, guys. Listen, right. hey, can I say this, Chris? You're 27. You're at the height of this kind of thing. It starts to subside. subside. Focus on your kids. Focus on your family. Yeah. And each day that goes by, you can't feel it, but each day that goes by, it subsides a little more. It then gets suddenly you lose left. the will to live entirely. That's right. Like my dog, Molly. <laughs> Barkbox.com. Oh, poor little Molly girl. She all right? Oh, she's covered with everything and, you know. (laughs) She's old. Yeah, she's old. She's old, but she's still moving around. Love that little pup. Oh, man, always bite off more than you can chew with. BarkBox monthly boxes filled with uh, four to six full-size products, innovative, durable toys and leashes, treats and more, all made in the USA. Natural elk and caribou, wild boar, other lean Wild meats keeps your dog fit and healthy. This is, uh, we give these babies to a uh, little Molly girl. They got three monthly plans, all tailored to the size of your dog, and they're committed to helping the homeless dogs, the shelter dogs. That's right, the ones who haven't been rescued yet. 10% of everything they bring in goes to shelters in the U.S. and Canada. You save 20% on your new subscription by visiting barkbox.com forward slash M. You love your pup. 
like I love my Molly girl, BarkBox.com forward slash Adam. All right, real quick, one more call. Oh, my God. More. Mar- was it Marion? Marin? I don't know what name that is. Marin? Marin. Hi. Hey. What's going on? Um, well, I have a question for you guys. Um, I have an eight-year-old who's in the third grade, and she came home from school one day, and she described to me an incident at recess. Apparently, eight-year-old boys start to discover themselves, I guess. And she had a couple of boys in her class run up to her and some friends on the playground and start jiggling their junk, pointing to themselves and saying to the girls, tickle my pickle. And I want to know what you would do if that happened you, to your you, child. You tell the teacher immediately. Oh, really? Immediately. Say, just have a shot of brandy and move on. No, no, no. You, there's <laughs> there's a, something, something's wrong. Something's wrong? It, it something's potentially wrong. Oh, man, potential. Okay. I feel like that stuff went on all the time. That kind of stuff does go on, but often it's a sign that something's wrong. You want to get on top of that. Eight-year-olds? Not not a six-year-old. No, eight, eight, no that's what I'm saying. Eight-year-olds with other eight-year-old boys, like, screwing around. They're, they're, they're getting bold and empowered when they get in a little group and they kind of run and they kind of do that thing. It could be nothing, but those, sure that, the, those boys need to be watched very, very, very carefully. And, and, uh, yeah. Very, very, very. Uh, Listen, child on child co- sexual abuse is one of the most common things today. <laughs> this is not This, this is, is not, not this that. Is tickle my pickle. This is not that, but it needs to be watched very carefully. I don't think it needs to be watched very carefully. I think if you need to watch this very carefully, you need to watch almost eight year, every eight-year-old boy on the planet very carefully. This is well, that, that's, them grabbing their junk outside their pants and going tickle my pickle is Fuck! That's every everyone I knew growing up just fucking around. How, how are they doing now? <laughs> well, <laughs> they're all uh, uh, semi-employed alcoholics, but it yeah. had nothing to do with this episode. Right, of course, um, no, they weren't sexually abused. They fuck around. Uh, try to explain this to Drew it, it all can the time. Be, no, it can be an aggression right. thing. It can be. L- all listen, stuff, but... uh, listen, Marin. Yes. What, what I would do, honestly, is this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't freak out about oh, it. It's nothing. I would tell my daughter, you did the right thing. Yeah. You told me. Yeah. And I would, not, I would not say anything to the teachers. I would say to my daughter, if this happens again, anything close to it, you say, your daughter say, I will tell the teacher and I will tell my parents and I will tell the principal. I will tell everyone if this, anything like this happens again. From you, and give them a chance. If they leave their pickle out of the equation, then that'll be that. If it happens again, then it's good. You warn them, and then they did it. You know, uh, the the part where boys will be boys and this kind of fucking around. I'm tired of this nanny state. I'm fine, but I'm also fine with the, the idea in general in life and all aspects of life of letting somebody do something and then saying to that person, "That's not acceptable. I'm not going to do anything about it this time." But if it happens again. Then I will, with impunity, do whatever I want. So when I rape you, I get a second chance. That's right. That's right. Well, okay. no, we're it's not. It's not a sexual crime. We're right? not going to say anything, Drew. Right. That's the that's the whole point. Right. All right. If you want to help us uh, fight off the patent trolls, you go to fundanything.com forward slash patent trolls. We'll keep the good fight going, man. We need your help. You want to subscribe via PayPal? Put a little wind in the uh, sails of the pirate ship. That would be very nice. And until next time. Sam Kroll for Dr. Drew, Chris Max, Pat, and Gary Haftard. Say it. Mahalo. This is Corolla Digital.